Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this service this morning. I hope you're uh, uh, enjoying life, keeping your vision focused for what you're going to do when you leave lockdown and you know we're looking at this this word confidence and I love confidence confidence is contagious and I've just been looking at the story of Roger Bannister who in 1954 at the age of 25 was the first man to defy all the critics that said nobody could run a four minute mile and Roger Bannister with his sidekick uh, managed to break that record uh, it was three minutes 59.4 seconds. You know, within another 0.6 seconds, it would have failed, but seven seconds. How amazing is that? I'm saying it's amazing because confidence is contagious. And since Roger Bannister ran that four-minute mile, well, less than a four-minute mile, hundreds have broken it, or that record. Hundreds have broken it. Up until then, nobody had. It always takes one, and it's somebody with confidence. How many giant killers were in King Saul's army in the Bible? Zero. Why? Because he'd never killed anybody. He'd never killed a giant. And he had the opportunity to, but never took the opportunity to. Why? Because he didn't have confidence. And yet David the shepherd boy defeated Goliath, this tall giant, this formidable human being, supernatural human being in many ways, nine foot tall, I mean, strong as an ox, and this young shepherd boy went against him, defied the odds. Why? Because he had confidence. And after Saul had, had moved on and David became the king and Saul passed away, then in David's army, there were giant killers. Why? Because David had killed giants. And he, he let them know it's possible. You know, nobody in my family ever had got a degree, ever. I was the first one to get a degree. I left school with no qualifications. <laughs> Just saying, unless somebody does it, people don't have the confidence. And I want to encourage us today that, that uh, confidence is contagious. And you can learn how to become confident. None of us uh, that confident really and truly we have to learn it and you know something if you're put down in life time and time again you've got to move away from some of these people and some of these situations because you will never grow in confidence and uh, I want to I want to give you the kind of soil that produces confident people and you can sow some good things in your life that enable you to become confident so how to become confident with people that's what we're looking at. Why do we need confidence? It's because confidence gives you stability and it gives you stability in every area of your life. Confidence is contentment with yourself. Think about that. Contentment with yourself. We're so disappointed and so always wanting to change ourselves. There's got to come a time where you, you, you know yourself, you know your propensities, the good, the bad and the ugly, but you, you arrive at a point where you're, you're content with yourself. That doesn't mean you're complacent, it just means that you're, con you're content with yourself. And contentment is knowing that you have all that you're ever going to need in every circumstance in life. And that's why we had the reading last week from Philippians chapter 4, 
where the Apostle Paul said this, For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to be in plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Confidence gives us stability. And confidence enables us to stretch. And you know, people don't stretch in life because they're unconfident. And when you are confident, it enables you to stretch. Insecure people seldom stretch. They love the idea of doing something different or doing something great with their life or maybe moving house or moving district or moving or whatever, buying a, a different kind of car. But when they have to go through the problems of getting what it is that they're going for in the stretch, they're like, no, I can do without this. And I want to say today, you can't. You cannot do without it. Otherwise, you will remain the same. And that is not God's will for your life. Confidence will enable us to stretch. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says this. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And uh, God wants to give us that confidence that we are, that we are powerful people. We are. And we, we've, got to, we've got to grow in that and understand that. And don't be intimidated by fear. Break through fear with God's strength in your life. And, you know, let's, let's exert you know, the, the power that God gives us to, to love and remain in a sound mind because fear comes to attack your mind and destabilize you. And we need to go, no, 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 my friend, not on my watch. God has given me a, a stable, mind, a, a strong mind and uh, not a weak mind. And, you know, during the lockdown, you can think you're going crazy. You better speak to your mind and say, you're not going crazy. You know, that's a, that's a, a strong mind that I've got, a sound mind. You know, we need to, to grab all the confidence. You start to work this thing called confidence. Otherwise, we live in fear and we become unconfident people. You know, God's mandate to us as human beings, the whole human race, whether you're a believer, whether you're a Christian or not, is God the creator, the divine designer. He said this about mankind when he created Adam and Eve. He said, go and multiply. He didn't say remain as you are, he said multiply, work this thing that you, whatever it is, and okay, it certainly means multiplying as a human race, but, but multiply whatever it is that God has given you to do. What's in your hand? God said to Moses, and you know, he, he used that staff to do amazing miracles. But you, you know, God wants to do things in your life. He wants us to multiply. He wants us to, to take ground in life. He wants us to, to control our circumstances and situations rather than being controlled. We're meant to be overcomers, problem solvers. That's what God has written into the DNA of human beings to you and me. And so confidence will stabilize you. Confidence will enable you to stretch and to grow and to attempt great things, but it will also attempt you to stoop and to serve. And I mentioned last week about Jesus washing his disciples feet nobody would do that none of the, the disciples would do it but Jesus did it why because he was a servant leader 
he what even in Luke chapter 22 he said the leaders of the the, the nations lorded over them but not so with you he said the greatest amongst you will be the one who serves so he's not against greatness did you notice that he said you want to be great the greatest amongst you will be the one who serves and I don't know about you but I want to be great and we have an idea that that well you're just a big head no it's not that I want to become great I want to be greater than what I am if it's possible I want it I'm not I'm not a minimum person I've never been a minimum person I want to be a maximum person you know before I was a Christian I used to paint the town red and I refuse to paint it beige now that I am a Christian <laughs> confidence getting back to confidence confidence helps you to believe in others I love that confidence helps you to believe in others it's not selfish it's not just like, hey, I'm, I've got it, you need it, what a shame. It's like, no, 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 great people. Instill confidence in others. Show me a leader who believes in others and I'll show you a leader who is flowing with a lot of confidence in their life. An insecure leader neither believes in himself or herself, but they'll never believe in other people. They can't even muster up the, the energy to, to uh, compliment somebody because they're, they're too busy waiting for compliments to stroke their insecurity. I don't want to be an insecure leader, you know, and I don't want you to be an insecure leader or insecure person. You know, I want us to be people that are confident and instill confidence in other people. And that's why I love Global. Global is really an extension of Shelley and, 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 and my relationship with, with Almighty God. And we've got our values there that, that will encourage us to have a strong relationship with, with God through his son, Jesus Christ, infused with the Holy Spirit, proclaimed by the great apostles. <laughs> that's, that's what we want. We, we want a strong uh, relationship with God because it gives us a strong relationship with each, other's, uh, with each other. I want to say this. Six times... In the New Testament, Paul uses the word confidence in relation to in his relationship with Jesus Christ. Six times he refers to the word confidence in his relationship to himself and his own self-confidence. And six times he mentions the word confidence in relationship to other people. And, and there's a, a balance there uh, that's necessary because without confidence in Christ, will be tempted to become egocentric and arrogant. And without confidence in ourselves, we'll just become defeated, powerless people, or defeated, powerless believers. And without confidence in others, we'll become suspicious and untrusting. And that's such an ugly place to be. And if you're insecure and you're untrusting of others, you know what, you'll become a control freak. And so we need to have a strong confidence in our relationship with Jesus Christ, a strong confidence in our relationship with our own self-confidence, because we know what it's based in, it's based in our relationship with Jesus, but we know what it's for, is to have confidence in our relationships with others, and we build together. Paul learned this lesson and became a successful motivator and a useful servant to Jesus. You can't consistently perform in a manner that is inconsistent with the way that you see yourself. I'll say that again, because this is about confidence. You cannot consistently perform in a manner that is inconsistent 
with the way that you see yourself. And confidence enables us to see ourselves, not as kind of, oh, poor me, oh, I could never, but, you know, it's like saying, well, I could, I think I could. Well, I'm going to have a go. And if it doesn't work, I'll try something else. That's confidence. I love confidence. I love being around confident people. So how do we build confidence? And I want to say that we, we build confidence. We establish our confidence and our worth according to God's standards and God's value system. So God demonstrated our importance to him and to ourselves by doing two great things, two great acts of God demonstrate your worth and my worth. And number one, God created mankind in his image. That's everybody. He created us in his image and we are like him. We are creators. Do you know we love order? When we see chaos, we want to bring order. When we see bullies, we want to get rid of them and, and, and protect people. We're like God, we're protective. God's protective. When we, when, we, when we see greatness, we want, to, we want to admire it. We want to love people. Why do we want to love people? It's because we're made in God's image. You know, why, why, why do mums want to tidy houses? I'll tell you why, because they're made in God, God's image. First thing God did was bring order to chaos. You know, even young people, when they get older, it makes me laugh, because the generation that just didn't care about the bedrooms now love the minimal look. I know I was that man. And uh, we, we behave like God, we're created in God's image. And when you realise God loved you so much that he put his stamp on you. And it's like, you're mine. You're like me. He loves you as you are. He's hardwired you the way you are. And I know that sin has damaged the human race, has damaged our thinking. I get all that. But essentially, he has hardwired you to be you. There was never what anybody like you there will never be anybody like you of all the grains of sands in all the deserts throughout the world not one grain of sand is the same god is amazing you know of all the stars that are in the skies in the hundred thousand stars in a galaxy in hundred thousand galaxies or something like that in the in the world i'm probably understating it but each star is different you know of all the snowflakes i've ever felt every one there's never been one like the one and, and, and there'll never be another one like that one. And, you know, they're, they're similar. As human beings, we're similar. Some of us are gifted similar. But we are all unique. And you know something? You know, we go mad. At, uh, some people get excited about uh, the fact that Volkswagen could churn out, what was it, 300 million Volkswagen Beetles or something like that. 300 million. <laughs> it's like nothing compared to the creative magnitude of Almighty God. But he made you and me in his image, and that should give us confidence. Another thing is that God was in Christ when he died on the cross. The Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God loved you so much. God saw your worth so much that he said, you are worth sending my son to die for and pay the price of our sin. And here's another startling revelation. If you'd have been the only one on planet Earth, God would have sent his son for you. And most of us don't believe it. Most of us can't get our head around that. But it's true. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God so loved, put your name there. God so loved Dave Shore that he gave his only son. So that if Dave would believe in him, he would give him eternal life and take away from him eternal death. Beautiful. And so confidence comes when we realise 
that um, we, we measure ourselves from God's uh, measure of worth and, and his value system. When these two truths sink in, you and I will become more and more confident. Confidence will grow in us immediately that those truths begin to dawn on us. Another way to become confident is to focus on God and not on your problems. And, and, and that's, that's the key, especially when you're going through stuff. Focus on God and not on your circumstances. Jesus said, if you've got the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed into the sea and it'll be removed into the sea. And so often we go and tell God about how big the mountain is that we have to climb, or how big the mountain of debt that we have, or the mountain of fear. And we tell God, instead of going to that mountain and saying to the mountain, how big our God is. And when you start to see God shifting some things in your life, all of a sudden you become more and more confident because you know who's with you. And you become more confident in your daily walk and your daily practice of things. You, you attempt greater things because you think, oh, God's with me, just like David the shepherd boy. And so confidence, it's so good, it's contagious, but we must focus on God and not on our circumstances. Let me just read to you from Psalm 27. In Psalms 27, just three verses. And uh, the psalmist said this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, in other words, to slander me. When my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. And this is fantastic because the psalmist has given us the keys of, of confidence. Just three things I want to notice from this. He says confidence is not the result of an absence of problems. His confidence is, is in God. It's, it's clear that the psalmist has got problems and difficulties all around him. Slanderers, evil men, a host of, of people surrounding him, a, a gang on, onto him. And people speaking really badly against him and threatening him and everything. And so he's letting us know, even in the midst of trouble, don't focus on that. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? God's with me. And number two, confidence is a result of trusting God in our problems. Psalmist kept focusing on God during the problems. The Lord is my light. So, we, you know, we move away from just trusting in our own resources. He trusted in God and he's speaking things out. You know, he's, he's saying, uh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. It's like, I am not going down. They will not take me down. Why? Because God's with me. And then thirdly, yesterday's victories give more confidence for today's problems. In verse two, David's writing in, the psalmist is writing in the past tense, when evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. And uh, though an army besiege me, he's looking at today, you know, my heart will not fear, though war break out against me, whatever's coming against me, whatever's in the future, he said, even then will I be confident. And that's just amazing. 
Yesterday's victories give us confidence for today. I don't know what's going to happen after the coronavirus, but he does. And, and you know, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why I, I will not fear anybody. I will not fear, you know, the future. I am not in hiding. No, I will step out in confidence into my future. I want that for you. I want you to be able to say that for yourself, that you'll step out in confidence. Let me give you six things. Six things that bring confidence. I've given you like a basis for confidence, a bedrock. You know, trusting, uh, getting God's value system that we're made in his image and that we love so much he's prepared to lay down his life for us. And that's just awesome. You know, we have, we have that. And David, uh, which showed us, don't focus on your problems, focus on your God. And uh, so that's the bedrock of where we're coming. Now, here are some seeds that you can put into your heart and into your mind so that they can grow up and bring you confidence. Number one, hang out with confident people. If you're going to be confident, hang around confident people. The Bible says, if you want to be wise, hang with the wise. Same, same principle. The other, the other thing that we say in England is, birds of a feather flock together. So develop friendships with confident people and let go of relationships that remind you of what you, you aren't, what you haven't been and what you'll never become. You know, move away from them relationships. For some of you, it might even mean moving. Moving street, moving to the other side of town, moving town, moving the city. And you might just say, Do you know what? I'm done with this place. I am done with this place. And, and you know, you've got to move out and move on. Don't go where you're tolerated. Go where you're celebrated. And hang around big people. Find big people who are big enough to see your greatness. You know, Simon Cowell, the king of X Factor, he was brought up and taught by his, his own father. He said, whenever you're with people, always make sure that they feel great when you've left their presence, that you make them feel good about themselves. Uh, you wouldn't think so when you're watching the show, <laughs> but he's a judge on the show. But in real life, that's exactly what he does. He's one of the most respected men. Uh, in the business, in the music industry. One of the most hard, hardest working men in, in that business. But Simon Cowell knows how to make people feel like a million dollars. Why? Because life's not about him. It's not just about him being, you look how great I am, look how big I am. For years and years and years, long before his success came, he knew what it was to be a big enough person to make other people feel big. A big man is one who makes you feel bigger when you are with him. A big woman who makes you feel, it makes you feel like you're a bigger person when you're in her presence. So hang out with confident people. Number two, um, I think this is going to be my last point and I'm going to, I'm going to throw the next stuff on to next week because I want to hang with this word confidence. It's such a powerful word, such a misunderstood word because we just think it's about being arrogant or loud or whatever. No, no, no. Even quiet confidence is powerful. But number two, another way to develop confidence is to put a few wins under your belt. Start building on small successes. And after a while, you'll tackle bigger and greater challenges. You know, 20 years ago, I moved to York. I come from a small town, Darwin. I was married to Shelley and we lived in her town, which was even smaller. It's like a, a big village, about 20,000 people there. But uh, moving to York, York is a tiny city. If you don't know York, something like 200,000 population. It's not that big, but it has a, 
an inner ring road and an outer ring road. Well, when I first came here, I was so confused. I was terrified of the outer ring road. I was terrified of the inner ring road. And I was always constantly getting in the wrong lane and people were pipping at me and waving at me with two fifths of the rand. And I'm like, I'll never master this. I'm, gosh, this is like a big metropolis. This is a massive city and it's a tiny city. <laughs> but to me, it was huge 20 years ago. And you know, back end of last year, uh, I was driving from York right through to Copenhagen. I had a couple of ferries to, to jump on, part of the journey. I was on my own, I didn't have anybody at side tell me where to you know, get on and get off motorways and different things. Of course, I had a sat-nav and things, brilliant. But you know, uh, something like a, a nine hour journey. And I, I was driving along and I'm driving through Germany, I'm driving through Holland, Germany, and over to, uh, to, to Copenhagen in Denmark. And I'm just thinking, this is amazing. I used to be terrified of this inner ring road and this outer ring road in this small city. And here I am going right the way through these nations to go and collect some furniture from my son uh, who was living there with his wife. The winds under your belt gives you the impetus to keep stretching your abilities. I love that. Getting winds under your belt gives you the impetus to keep stretching your abilities. Uh, I love it. And now today I'm on planes, trains and automobiles. I'm traveling the world and, you know, I can remember, you know, 30 odd years ago, maybe 40 years ago now, 40 years ago, 40 odd years ago in Darwin, I was terrified of going to Manchester. <laughs> I thought that was the big wicked. Just amazing. I went to beer cans. To be fair, we used to go on them. We used to get, there used to be gangs of us. So there were gangs of them. It always ended up fighting and it just used to, it terrified the living daylights out of me. I was never interested in that. So anyway, another way to develop confidence is to put a few wins under your belt. I'm going to finish there and uh, we're going to look and finish this talk, this, this kind of mini-series next week. Now, I want to encourage you to um, look at your confidence and look at the, some of the truths that I've come out with and start to put them into practice this week. Many of you are new believers and uh, and so we want to be as practical as we can. And, you know, we're teaching in global. We, we do come from scriptures. Sometimes we camouflage it a little bit uh, just so that, it, it, you know, it's more in your world. We'll use a Roger Bannister rather than a King Saul. I use both of them just to make the point. But we're always trying to help you to get it. And uh, the, the truths that are in the Bible, they are phenomenal for transforming your life. And, you know, you're going to grow in confidence. As Nehemiah said, I want to say about Global, come with us and we will do you good. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website.